<sighs> so last night, Joel Embiid scored zero points. And the day before that, Carson had the worst game in his NFL career. And before that, Doug just has completely lost all grasp of how to coach an NFL game. And Ben Simmons also forgot the time in the game. Gus the Groundhog still exists. That NRG commercial with Carson also still exists. And WIP, for some fucking reason, gave Angelo Cataldi a new multi-year contract. Am I missing anything? No, it's, it's about it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Rocky Balboa Cheesesteak Misery Hour. Rocky Welcome to our sixth episode of Rocky Balboa Cheesesteak Misery Hour. It is November 26th at 9-11. We thank you all for listening to our fifth episode last week where we talked a lot of things, Eagles, a lot of things, Carson Wentz, a little bit about the Sixers, about three seconds of the Phillies, and our ever-popular Philadelphia power play. But today, we like to introduce to you a special guest with us, a fourth member, our friend and yours his name is dirty mike dirty welcome to the show dirty mike. glad to be here boys i am uh very happy to no be here. better no better time to debut dirty mike than the than the first misery hour show yeah when, when i got word of his misery <laughs> i made sure that i was going to be yeah. here. we called up the most miserable fuck that we knew we said misery hour and the first thing all three of us thought was pessimism reeks out of my pores. Yeah, yeah. they let him. They let him out of it's the true. asylum once they realized that uh, it was the misery hour, and they're like, "Oh yeah, yeah, no, you can have him, absolutely." Pre- so, president of Negadelphia. Yes, so, it dirty is. Mike. Everyone. If you want to hear some really awful shit today, I am your guy. Yeah, so we're we're happy to have you, Dirty. <laughs> so, special guest for this episode, possibly more. We will see how it goes. See how the ratings go. Uh, but welcome. We'll see how miserable it actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it can get pretty miserable. Because I, I think I think the Eagles could be undefeated right now, and we'd still get some misery out of Dirty Mike. But but Trade with the- Carson. <laughs> there it is. But with the way the Eagles are going, Dirty Mike is just a perfect piece of the puzzle for this episode. Um, and let let's get to it. Uh, there it was, folks. 
It was all about after the bye, win one of the two games, and then the schedule gets easier. Just beat either the Patriots or the Seahawks, and then it's your your journey to the end, and that's the way to the playoffs, and they really just decided to not show up, as they've done so for the past two weeks, and let's get into it. Uh, I have a couple of things to talk about with this game. We're all going to talk about it. We obviously have Nick here. We have Jimmy here. Uh, I'm sure. Sure, Sal is lurking around somewhere, but let's just dive in. The Eagles got the ball first. The Seahawks won the flip, and it was like, all right, let's come on. Let's do this. Let's show up, Eagles offense, and let's just get right down to it. Third and seven, Wentz misses the target. We're going to get into Wentz. I don't want to get too much into it now. There's the people backing Wentz. There's the people not backing Wentz. And this has not become just a Philadelphia thing, a Delaware Valley thing. This has become a national thing now. Did did the Eagles win the flip or did the Seahawks defer? The Seahawks deferred the flip, giving the Eagles the ball. Yeah. But that was something to be excited about. It's like, all right, offense, go down and, and let's I just, do I just it. wanted to be, you know. Sure. No, no. No, very fair. All right. So then... Seahawks did nothing. We come back. I'm trying not to go play by play, but I'm trying to get the important parts. Then the next possession, the Eagles come back. And the play that just made you realize that this was not Carson's day happened. It was in the Seahawks red zone. And you can blame it on wind. And if you do, I want to punch you in the nose. What about the rain? Uh, <sighs> He threw the ball to the flat to Miles Sanders that went over Miles' head legitimately, I don't know, like, guys. Like 12 feet over his head. Right. It was baffling. It was a baffling throw from uh, a high school quarterback, uh, a college quarterback, just anybody who's even semi-athletic, and that's our guaranteed highest paid quarterback that – it's supposed to be our franchise. So moving on, what do the Seahawks do? They say, hey, how did the Patriots score on the Eagles? They come back with a trick play. And what was that trick play? They gave it to their running back, Chris Carson, who threw an absolute dart to Russell Wilson, who then threw a beautiful pass to your grandmother. Let's and not she call it caught a dart. It was a dart. Dart to Russell Wilson. Just to uh, shove it look, in Carson Wentz's face. I think it was your standard flea flicker, but... Yeah, what I'm saying to emphasize was it was a it was a good throw that Carson Wentz just couldn't do on the previous play. And it was just like two really good throws. It's like, why are these guys doing this and our quarterback can't? Are you so, you're, no, you're talking about... You're talking about... Um, Russell Wilson's pass. No, I'm talking about the the pass from Chris Carson even to oh, Russell Wilson. That, How simple that, of a pass yeah, that okay, was okay. that you're our quarterback that to the overthrow to correct. To I mean, it was about the same distance in between players, so I, I see where you're going with it. Exactly. What I'm saying is, it was such a simple pass that their running back could do that our quarterback could not. Which shit on the theory of wind and rain interference. By the it, way, exactly. Like it just it was so baffling. And at that point, I don't know how you all felt, but it's just like. I even that early in the game, I was like, I just don't think that the Eagles are going to come back. Like that doesn't mean I'm not a true Philadelphia fan. I didn't give up. I I started. I kept watching the game. I didn't start. I kept watching the game, and every time I was like, okay, please do something, do something, do something. And that was that. The Eagles' offense just didn't do anything. Here's actually what they did do. They had five turnovers. Carson Wentz had four of them. Here's a stat, as we said last week. 
Everybody loves the Rocky Balboa stats we give out. Since being in the league, Carson Wentz has the most turnovers of anybody in the league. Leading fumbles by a mile. What if I were to tell you, (laughs) 30 for 30, what if I were to tell you, in the past four games, the Eagles defense has held the teams that they've played to 15.2 something odd points, and the Eagles went two and two. What happened to this dynamic Eagles offense? Yes, injuries. Yes, lots of injuries. But if you were holding teams to 15 plus points, Se- some points, 17 was the most. 17 was the most. Patriots and Seahawks, 17. And then I think Bears was like 12 or 13. And uh, I mean, it, it, the defense has just been fantastic. Yeah, the defense is getting completely overlooked by this offense. I, I know. Will, I will say, I mean, Go ahead. yes, that is the, that is the, the common narrative right now and the defense has played well um but they had two gifts this last game i mean that that should have been it should have been 20 they should, the seahawks should have had 27 points in oh, that game Ru- and, easily, and, Ru- I mean, and absolutely russell wilson also god fairy man like looked at cars like oh my god i feel so bad and like completely overthrew hollister in the end zone was like do unto others as you would do unto them uh, so you think he did that on purpose he was like carson i feel bad for you and carson the rest of the game was like don't you one up me you you god fearing man like i will still completely overthrow they people are both jesus bros and he and they were like it was all in his hands yeah it was, yeah he was like no no, I will continue to be extremely Praise bad him. for the rest of this game. So, all right. I don't want to completely shit on Wentz. And, and again, I'm the guy here who's like, I'm the, the Wentz hater, except we do have Dirty here who just wants him off the face of the planet. I want Wentz to do well. I want to hold our quarterback to a higher standard. There are a ton of injuries. We need to talk about Lane Johnson not playing. We need to talk about Doug and and the complete just inefficiencies they had game planning putting Andre Dillard at right tackle which never which never should have happened because Andre Dillard admittedly at the beginning of the week was asked how are you going to fare at right tackle or something along those lines and he answered which was really like poignant saying what what hand are you how do you write and the, the reporter was like I write right handed he goes right left handed like that's a really like awesome way to answer that question I didn't hear that but I love that and it's like, sure. why, I mean, why didn't think, anybody? You, you would think you would think that it would be very easy to switch that, but but no, you, you're. And it's not only that you're used. I mean, your whole body, I'm sure, is trained. You know, you, you, if you're if you're planning with a certain foot all the time, you know, it, you know, guarding a certain way, there, there's muscle memory involved. You think there's, it's like you think it's like going to to bloody old England with Jay Ajayi and you know driving on the other side hey, of the road hey, hey listen man I like uh, two things uh, one <laughs> is, is one is playing football um, and the other is uh, having a nice uh, afternoon tea <laughs> Do, do the bean thing. Do, do, the you, bean do, thing. You, do you think... Beans uh, on toast. Do you think Doug was like, after he heard that, he was just like, okay, well, just uh, just eat the ice cream with your left hand. So, like, at what, what coach hears that and is like, no, you're going to be fine at right tackle. And Jason Peters this, this came up... This guy sounds oh. mentally prepared. Yeah, well, Jason Peters apparently said, like, put me at right tackle. 
or put Big V in. Yeah, yeah, I was going to get to that, Dirty. You know, That's a great like, point. Big, Big V is, is not a great tackle by any stretch, but he's got experience on the right side. Put him in at the right side. Like, again, you're, you're, you're having Dillard walk around eating fucking bowls of cereal with his left hand all, all week so that he can get in there at right tackle. And then, you know, we saw the video that came out of what he did. He was, he was showing pass. He was showing run by the way that he had his foot positioned on the field. Yep. And yep. Yeah, and I want to come back to that. I mean, that's a big, that was a big deal. So we'll, we'll come back to that. Sure. But so, Big V, I mean, Big V, the Eagles won a Super Bowl with Big V. So... Just put him at right tackle. Here's a, here's the last two things, and, and, and good job by both of you. Here's the last two things. Here's Doug's complete lack of feel of the game. The Eagles, as much as they were by the feel of the game, like numerically weren't out of it because the Seahawks kept them in of it. Not in at all. It. 45 throws and 23 runs. But five of them were Wentz. So really 18 yeah, It didn't runs. even feel like 18. So Doug has just completely lost feel of the game. And then this whole season we've had Mac fucking Hollins in the game. And by no means, by no fucking means am I, am I like, Greg Ward is it. But at least he showed competence on the field. That he could catch a ball. He could run a, a quick little like like route and just do something more than Matt Collins. He was getting open at least. Yes, exactly. Just like a little bit of separation. Just like a little bit. Yeah, and and Wentz was hitting him. Every time he was open, Wentz hit him. So like Wentz and Ward had the chemistry there. So I don't, I don't know. Although this one play that they kept doing, which really pissed me off. I don't know why. And it's just because they kept showing it like the same formation. There was this play where uh, Ward would be in motion across the, uh, just he would, do you know what I'm talking in about? In front of Carson? You're yeah, talking yes. about, yeah. Yeah, and they did that, like, they ran that play, like, four times. Yeah. And it never worked. And it didn't even look... It didn't it look confusing. Weird. It like, just it, looked weird. Yeah. Oh, oh wait, wait, wait. We, we, we do have to do this. Uh, breaking news, as of yesterday. Breaking news. For the third... For the third time in Eagles history, and we will see him next year, the Southern Belle, Jordan Matthews, bids adieu to the Philadelphia Eagles. Thanks for your contribution, Jordan. Uh, Listen, a lot of people have a a problem with uh, Jordan Matthews. I think the guy shows a lot of moxie. <laughs> is that right, Sal? Can you can you go on a little I, bit with that? I didn't yeah. expect Sal to look so. I didn't, I didn't expect Sal to look so handsome. <laughs> oh, look, young buck. <laughs> that that's it, Jordan Matthews. Like, what the fuck? Like, that's what they did. Like, he said we Moxie. We we knew what Jordan Matthews was going to be. What did he last? Two games? Three games? Two two or three games? And that last interception that Carson threw, like underneath to Matthews, where he was covered by the corner and the safety was right there. Like, that was it. I almost had to turn the one play that I that kept kept sticking out to me after the game. I almost had to turn it off with that botched handoff to Miles Sanders. Oh, oh right. God. <laughs> What the fuck was that? I don't know. I really did. Anybody did they ever explain that play? What happened there? I think no, but that was Rosky very... or somebody. Somebody had a had a video on it. I don't remember who it was. I mean, there's a lot of people on the Twitter, but so it was uh, it oh, was Gri- yeah. Griffin came off the end. It's the guy with no hand that everybody loves because he has no hand. So Griffin came off the end. <laughs> you got to like a guy with no hand. I mean, you got to appreciate that. You know? he's, not, he's not even afraid to let that thing out there either. It's just a knob and he just goes. But he came off the end and instead of Carson picking up and reading it because Peters missed his block, instead of just Carson cutting the play, throwing the ball out of bounds, running back and trying to get back into the pocket, whatever, he just kept running towards Sanders and Sanders wanted to not run that play anymore. He wanted nothing to do with it. 
So, was, so he pushed Sanders into Carson. Was that what it was? Hundred percent. Okay. I, it was. It was know, broken I'm not, on all those, ends. I'm not one of those people. I don't like uh, like DVR the game and watch it multiple times. I watch it once and. Uh, uh, <laughs> you you watch it once, put the gun to your head. I'm yeah. like, don't do well, yeah, it, don't do it, don't season. do it. I mean, sure, I'm like everybody else. I watch the Super Bowl like you know a thousand times, but uh, yeah, more I'm and more lately. Regular season games, I don't. And, and I was just after that game, I was like, what the? Because I mean, it was all over every hot highlight, low light reel. I, it was one of the plays, and and I just never heard anybody really address it or explain it. I'm sure they didn't really. It just want goes to back it. to the game Carson had. It was just another one of those games where he just has no grasp of what's going on on the field right now. So here, all right. So now, now we get to this point. Okay, so Seahawks won seventeen to nine. Okay, the, the Eagles fucking. Really, before we move on from the Seahawks, though, I really do want to point out that uh, now the Eagles have not beaten the Seahawks home or away since 2008. Clap it up for the Seahawks, everybody. Whoa, uh, hey. that's, just, that's so, just like I so, just. I, I keep. I, I don't have a free hand. Every time we, every time we play them, I just want to. It's, it's talking getting, to Megan. It's getting so, so frustrating. Even the even uh, twenty seventeen, the year Carson was lighting the world on fire, we lost to them. And since two thousand eight, we've lost to them every time by at least two scores. We have lost to the Seahawks seven of eight times since two thousand five, and the last time we beat them, Seneca Wallace was the quarterback. We lost to Tavares fucking Jackson in two thousand eleven. Wow. Seneca Wallace and Tavares Jackson all on this podcast. Mm. What a misery hour. They cannot beat the Seahawks. Rocky Balboa misery hour. Somebody kill me, please. Okay. I think I need to, I think I really need to stop with my, uh, I don't know. I'm, I think, am uh, I too optimistic? Like, am I, what is wrong with me? You know, I, I went yes. a little, I went crazy last week. I, Eagles are going to win by two scores. What is wrong with you're me? eating the cheese, baby? I guess, yeah, I guess so. You and are. You know what? Be I'm realistic. S- That's what I'm trying to I'm say. Still to optimistic. Like, what is wrong with me? Why are you optimistic? No, take take over. Why are you optimistic? What are you optimistic about? My whole thing here is being realistic. Like that's my whole take on on. I try to be at least in my mind. Maybe maybe people think I'm negative. I try to be realistic. What is there to be optimistic about? Convince me. You have the you have the board. You have the table. You have a microphone in your hand. I be do. optimistic. I do. So you. So- Convinced Jimmy last week. You said now it's two against one. I, I said did, okay. I, did. I am a very to convincing be fair, person. It, to be fair, know? it was a mixture of Nick and the Fireball and the the Cruelies. Uh, How about you, that you Las Vegas fireball, spread with the Truly. Eagles Actually, favored minus one and a half after Eagles losing seven of eight to Seattle? Well, by kickoff, they were they were dogs. You know, I, I like. Okay, so you want to know why I'm optimistic? I'm optimistic first and foremost the defense. The defense has been great. We've been over this. Second of all, the, you know, I am aboard the Wentz, the Wentz wagon. I'm not hopping off. You know, I'm, I'm toward the front of the wagon, and I have been. I'm still, uh, I'm still enjoying my nice, my nice truly here in my Carson Wentz koozie. It's a great koozie. It's a great koozie. Resembles a sock. I like it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's <laughs> sock-ish. It looks, it's like corduroy sock. If it didn't look that cool, though, I don't think you'd be rocking it this week. It's pretty fucking cool. It, it looks really cool. That's, yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying. I think it's more about. I still how, rock it. You, you know? got a Nate still, Sudfeld one of those laying around. I still roll with Carson, man. <laughs> I believe in Carson. I think. I think what we're seeing right now, and no, he does not have the personnel. And I, you know, I, I think I think it'll get better. I think you know Alshon's not Alshon of old, but he's better than anything else they threw out there. I think Carson just right now. I think he's got a little bit of the yips. 
I think he's got the yips a little bit, and I think he need, just needs to get out of that. You know, he needs to figure out. So that's the thing. I was thinking about this yips. earlier. What's causing the yips? Is I don't it- know. You know, you know, like in How I Met Your Mother, like like Barney bangs everybody, and he even gets the yips. I mean, if Barney can get the yips, Carson can get the yips. Barney got out of it. So guess who else is going to get out of it? Matt, you know who I'm talking about. Yeah, I, I know who you're talking about, and I respect the How I Met Your Mother uh, reference. Yeah, I'm wait, not wait, sure. Wait, can we go back real quick? Does that mean that, like, what, every once in a while you just can't get it up? No, there was, there was no, like he, a, he can bang, like, any girl he sets his eyes on, and then there's an episode where he just can't. Like, he just forgets how to spit games. So that, uh, that's a reference yeah. for anybody who doesn't get it. But, so right, Carson but, needs to figure out how to spit game again, and... I have faith in my man. I just do. And maybe it's blind faith. Maybe it is. But I believe in Carson Wentz. And, you know. You're, can, all right, you're, hold on. I got one more thing. Please do. Be, and be stronger. Look at, the, look at the schedule. Look at the schedule. All right. So that, that's, think, a, that's an I Eagles, that's an Eagles take. That's not a Carson take. That's do an I Eagles take. Do I think we take. can run the table? Because I think Carson's going to get it back. I'm going to give you a hard maybe. <laughs> All right, there you go. All right, now nah, there you go. All right, so your Carson take was an absolute <laughs> piece of dog shit. But well, your, nothing, your nothing Eagles, better than a hard. Uh, yeah, the, the, Carson's the, got the yips. He just needs. He's gonna. He's gonna figure it out. If he's got the yips, hard then maybe on five teams hey, with the bottom of the barrel. How else do you explain that throw over Miles Sanders' head twice? No, I, mean, he's got I, the no yips. I agree that there's there's yips in Carson, there, but you don't just get over the yips. Uh, yeah, yeah, he will get it together, bud. Ricky and Keel got over the yips uh, by by crushing vodka before the games. Maybe Carson needs to just. He also yeah. changed positions and went from a pitcher to an outfielder. So now Carson Wentz is what going to be our running back? I don't know. I'd probably take him at wide receiver right now. That's for sure. I mean, listen. I, at the end of the day, I just want this team to be good, and realistically, they're not. The expectation that was set is not there. Like it's it's beyond. It is beyond not good. Like. Are they even okay, or are they a bad team? Answer that realistically. Defense is good. Defense is good. Offensive line is good when healthy. Lane's going to be back. The running backs are good when Jordan Howard gets back. He's going to be back this weekend, most likely. The wide receivers are bad. The tight ends are really good. Carson needs to get his shit together. And yes, the Eagles are a good team. What is Carson Wentz right now? He is mediocre. Less than average. Jimmy, and we all know he's got more in him. Um, we know it's there, I, and I would say I, I'm I'm probably siding more on Nick with this. I, I think really short term right now he's he's he looks really bad right now, right now, yeah, right now he looks really bad. But okay, I, but I do not think. Plus, come on. I'm not saying in the future. I want Carson as a future. First off, they're married to Carson. He's a quarterback of the future. I want him in the future. I think there is a better future ahead of Carson. I'm talking right now. What is Carson Wentz right now? I'm not saying trade Carson. I'm not saying Nick Foles like the maniac to my left, Dirty Mike. I'm not saying any of that. I'm saying right now, what is Carson Wentz? Let me ask you this. Even... Excuse me. Even if he's, even if he's, even if he's ready to go it's on his shirt, he, like, are you so out on him right now that even if he's ready to go on Sunday, you go McCown over Carson? No, no. Okay. However, 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 that said, if he keeps going at this rate, what do you do? And like, if he keeps, if he keeps going at a Patriots rate, at the rate he looked at the Cowboys game and the Seahawks game, well, do really you just do, keep no, but it's throwing? Do or, well, it's really do or die though, because. You have to decide Carson or McCown this weekend because but they're not. Start, no, and here's why they're not. Okay, they're not okay, going but, to. But before you get to that, if if they lose to Miami, yeah. I mean we're playing taps to start the next episode. 
That's what's going to do it. Yeah, but it, it, it pretty much is whatever the Eagles do, whatever the Cowboys do, whatever the Eagles do, whatever the Cowboys do, whatever the Eagles do, the Cowboys do. Like, like it just is that. That's where it's at until the Cowboys game. You're playing bottom of the barrel teams. Come why up didn't here. Why didn't anybody stop Jimmy when he started talking about Josh McCown? Why? <laughs> because that's where Carson is. Yeah, no, he's not. No, that's your. That's the optimist in you. That's nope. not you being nope. real. Josh Josh McCown is a. Uh, you know he's a, he, he's got great hair. He's a good looking man. Mm, you know he's he's blonde. You can't trust a blonde man. But Beautiful. he is a good looking man with great hair. I, it, you I you can trust the ginge. I will say that yes. I, I, I didn't realize this you, until Matt, now. But come on, I trust. Yes, I trust the ginge. I, I, Captain Claude. You know how I feel about uh, my you're man. Right, you're right. That's that's a terrible. Oh my goodness! In the city of there, there is that. That's we love maybe that's the issue. Maybe yeah. that's the issue. Um, it just listen. Josh of McCown. course, I want Carson to be the guy. Of course, I want 2017 to be Carson. But I like I'm not an optimist. I'm not a pessimist. Like, when was the last time you had fun watching an Eagles game? The Packers. No, it's been. The, the Packers. Packers. Yeah. The Packers, I think yeah, Packers. Sure. But but yeah, I mean it's been even even after the what was it? The Bills game was fun because it was the you know, Jets was, was an shitty, annihilation. The Vikings it was shitty Buffalo. The Vikings was where Buffalo, but the, the yeah, the Vikings was terrible. That's where that's where everything <laughs> no, went the, awful. The Bills was a fun game because we got butt fucked by the Vikings and the Cowboys and we were pining for a win. Yeah, we but then that, that that Bears win was like I said uh, on that episode. That was, I think that was the most blah win. Yeah. I so remember in it's a long funny. Time. So it you look e at the schedule and you're seeing e you're seeing win Green Bay, e win Jets, nap time. Yeah. Ooh, nap. You're seeing win Green Bay, win Jets, lost Vikings, lost Cowboys, win Bills, win Bears, bye, lost Patriots, lost Seahawks. So they're going win win, loss loss, win win, loss loss. And the next no five momentum. weeks, win win, win win. So Win. here, so here's here's the conversation. Yeah. So here's the conversation. Hashtag run the table. Run the table, baby. Do this they, is the game where Carson needs to Rocky step Balboa. up and crush that Cheese Dolphin steak. secondary is hot, scolding ass. Fun hour. Misery so this is the hour. game where Carson's got to come in. Misery hour. Even with the receivers that he has, and just win this game, crush them, and move on. Hard maybe. Yeah. If there's any that this. As, as crazy as it sounds, this is a huge game for Carson. It is. <laughs> I know. I know. At, you're right. I, I, yeah, yeah. He needs to put up 300 yards yeah. and four touchdowns. I mean, to, he just needs to show us that. You know what? I still, I, yeah. I still got it. Yeah. If he doesn't whip his dick out on yes. the field, then you know, bring the dick. Yeah. Bring. Bring the, dick. the hashtag. Bring the dick. Hashtag. Bring the dick. BTD. Thrust the process. It's a bring team, the dick. It's a team that you can light up. You should light up. So you have to light prove up, prove all the haters wrong and light them up, baby. They do. Have, they do have some good corners down there, but they're a yeah. really bad team. I, I mean, don't want to see Devonte Parker go for 14 catches and 170 yards with two touchdowns. The, like we, the defense is fine. Let's not talk. You know, look. No, 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 no. They're, they're playing very, very good, but like it could just as easily. Like, I don't think they're going to lose to the dolphins, but like, it, like, they're going. I'm betting the Eagles to win. I want to say at the end of this that the Eagles are going to win. What are they at? Minus uh, minus nine or? They're they started at minus seven and a half. I saw an odd, odd shark said it was minus nine, but then everyone else said minus seven and a half. Okay, minus seven and a half by the hook. You know, minus seven. Bet bet about a I don't know a couple hundred on it. But it's just, but it's just very funny. Like on a national level, like you had the Baldy breakdown saying like the, the that. 
like all these Carson mistakes Duh, and Doug mistakes. And then Dan Orlovsky came out with this really awesome breakdown that you can find at RBCFH Podcast. Please yeah, follow us on Twitter. Dan Orlovsky. Go ahead, man. Uh, this, this, is, this was good stuff. And it was good. Like, again, like he showed like where Carson, like the wide receivers really did not help Carson out. So it's not all on Carson. But you need to hold your quarterback more accountable. Like these wide receivers made a lot of mistakes. So so even nationally, there's a divide. And then Chris Long, who's a great Twitter follow, like obviously helped us win a Super Bowl championship. If you're not following him on, on I Twitter, miss that, man. yeah. If you're not following him on Twitter, you really should. Like Fucking there's no legend. there's no greater divide in the country other than a presidential divide than a quarterback divide. Like, and there isn't. And so like, I thought that was funny. But like now nationally, it's not even a Philadelphia thing, like that people are divided by Carson. So like it's Baldy versus Orlovsky. Like it, and, and Orlovsky's a smart guy, even though he wasn't that great in the league. But like, we'll it, get to him later. But do we need to? Like, it, it's now. Like, so that's where well, it I mean, is. Doug's so, the head coach, and he he couldn't play quarterback. Let me tell you, the, the birds need right about now. Oh, yeah, who do, who they need, Sal? They need Iron Ron Jaworski. <laughs> I'll tell you. I'll tell you, that guy could take a licking and keep on ticking. <laughs> okay, now 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 we're rhyming. <laughs> Jeez. First of all, you you plural. You, you plural Jaworski like Jeffrey Jeffries, and I don't know if that was his nickname, Iron Ron. I, I think I think <laughs> Sal has used Iron on every player. Yeah, I, I he's think, ever, yeah there's a couple you, guys out there that anything didn't, other than Iron didn't have nicknamed Iron. Um, <laughs> all I know is that Pollock could really get out oh. there. Okay. Okay. All right. It's, Thank it's you. It's also Tuesday. And there's a severe lack of meats and cheeses. All right. Blackberry it brandy is, is charcuterie empty. Tuesday. Hashtag. Yeah, it is. I showed up at the De Bruno Brothers the other day. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I said, "Hey, you guys got any spreads for Thanksgiving?" <laughs> spreads. What was the reaction? And they they said, "Listen, sir, we don't allow people coming in here with their their shorts on and a and a tank top in, in the middle of November." Sal, it's been freezing. Look, I run hot. <laughs> this machine runs hot. Okay, all right. So that's enough. That's, <laughs> that's enough. All right, all right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. How do we come back from that? All right, we gotta we gotta talk talk about Doug. We talk about Carson enough. Like we 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 can we can talk about Carson until we're blue in the face. That's our that that's my quarterback, man. Like that's our quarterback. Like that's who that's that's what we signed up for. That's what we want when it's 2017. It's just like man, ride or die. And 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 ah, I'm doing it again. Like I could talk about him all day. Like I wanted to be good so bad, <coughs> but. Doug looks, sounds, and just seems so bad, confused, and just over his head. And if, and if, holy fucking shit, if I hear the name Frank Reich one more time, I'm going to put on clown makeup, get a snub nose gun, and do something really fucking bad. Like, I just can't fucking take it anymore. Like, I can't. Frank Reich isn't the only coach in the league that can help Doug out. 
Doug should be able to handle this on his own. He should be able to read a game. He should be able to realize that his quarterback is struggling. I don't care if your offensive line is down. I don't care if you don't have wide receivers. You should be able to see that your quarterback is struggling, that Miles Sanders can run, that he can do enough, that, that, that you can adjust the game, that you're only down by one fucking touchdown. Woo! That's sorry. That was beautiful. I'm sorry. That was beautiful. Sal just my, walked outside. My thing my thing about Carson, um, because I don't think uh, I thought we were on Doug. Yeah, but I got Carson on the brain. Okay. God damn it, Jimmy. Go ahead. I just want it'll be real quick. Real quick point. Um the, the thing that is missing from his game that is most startling to me is like dude, he was never like he was never a guy that had like a touch really on the deep ball. Um the, the thing that's missing from his game that made him special is his like elusiveness uh his like that's the other thing is why aren't like i think they need to call more plays where he rolls out of the pocket and that's actually one thing in this past game i liked that he did i felt like he made a couple solid runs early and you were like all right no, he's I gonna start elusive, running a little I think bit the elusiveness is still there i do mm-hmm. but he, i just don't think he's getting not, guys aren't getting open and, and they're not working it into the game doug, there, there's doug doesn't throwing. doug doesn't have a feel for in game for in the week he doesn't have a feel for the team. We talk about it every week. We talk about moles. We haven't even mentioned that Alshon Jeffrey might have been cleared to play. If that is true, and Doug allowed that to happen, he has no control over the team. I was going to touch on that a little bit earlier. And does it really come down to maybe Doug is just too nice? Sure, that's that, that that's could be really, one. That's a really good point. I mean, Absolutely. you know, Matt Matt brings up the uh, let's go have some ice cream every week. I mean, it, it, like it's, it's an easy joke. It is an easy joke, but it, like let's let's think about it in in you know in comparison to what what Dirty just said, you know, and uh, you know, Dirty, I'll let you keep going, but you know, with with the you know, let's go have some ice cream. Maybe maybe Doug is too nice. Maybe maybe he is. You know. He, He's he's like a father figure in that in that locker room, and you know you see that you see the videos after the wins, and you know, great job out there, guys. Let's go get some ice cream. I mean, maybe he is too nice. I mean, you like you never see him pissed. You never see him stomping around the sidelines. Which I mean, I guess it's not a terrible thing, but like once in a while, yeah, I don't care about that. Once in a while, you want to see some emotion out of your coach when things aren't going well. He just seems to have none, and like the locker room's been falling apart the last couple months, and you don't have any idea why. And like good coaches, I feel like like the Tomlins out there or whatever. Like Antonio Brown for years has obviously been a head case. It came out when he left the team. I felt Tomlin did like a really good job at keeping that shit under the radar and I don't think Doug's the kind of guy that knows how to keep it under wraps and it like I feel like it's a problem did you hear what Doug said this week it's only Tuesday and he already said it two one <sighs> what do you say Matt uh, it's just it's just really good that there's no weapons here we, we got to do a better job is that what he said <laughs> he said Pretty close to verbatim. It's not verbatim, but it's pretty darn close. Without the turnovers, our offense looked pretty good. Oh, ah, so that's too like, fucking nice, Doug. Yeah, he's going. He's going all Gabe Kapler on like, us. We're talking. That's earlier. exactly right. Yeah. That's exactly right. That I'm is looking spot for positives. On when, you know, there's that new- is a hundred percent on. He is protected. By the Lombardi Trophy. If he did not have that Lombardi Trophy and he said that, that is a 
thousand percent Gabe Kapler talk. Gabe would have been crucified for saying And those that. kind of comments give the cheese eaters so much ammo to just get pissed and fired up. And it's just like, just call it how it is once Like in a while. him saying that is probably why WIP was like, and, and their owning company was like, Angelo. Here underneath the rainbow is the golden pot for you to stay. And he was like, Hi, dog. Yep, there it is. That's probably why they're like, holy shit. We have too many coaches for you to <coughs> just continue to rip on and have your Philadelphia cheese zombies go after. Like, Doug is perfect for it, especially with the Eagles potentially not being that good. Mm. Angelo's the perfect character that he's been for the past 30 years. And Doug's the perfect coach for that, especially the Eagles aren't going to be good. And, and you know, the other thing that I, I go back to is like, speaking of the Lombardi trophy is it's like, do is it time for this team? Like we, we still have a lot of the, the central characters around and, and I don't know. I, I look at the Patriots and they're, they're never afraid to, even after a Super Bowl win, just like kind of turn their roster over a little bit and, and change. Is there is there a culture of complacency in that, the locker room? right? That's now? a really good point. And you, you can kind of take it back to the 08 Phillies. You know, the, you know, they were obviously they won the World Series. Great. But, um, you know, they were, you know, in 09, you know, 2010, 2011, whatever year. I don't, you know, I don't know when people got their contracts, but they were they were paying people for what they did in the past. You know, and that's why the Phillies have sucked for nine years, because they 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 put so much money into into players that were maybe getting close to the end of their prime and giving them long term contracts, you know. So it, it kind of feels similar. So I, I totally get what you're saying. You know, giving Alshon a huge a huge contract. You know, yeah, he helped us win a Super Bowl, but he also did it with, you know, a, you know, a, a plethora of injuries. Um, Jason Peters keeps coming back. Ugh. You know, <laughs> I can't. Um, our did, Southern did, Bell did, keeps coming back. Did they did they give Carson money too early? No. Yeah, probably not. No, they didn't. I think Probably not. I think they I think they did uh I think they did they did it yeah, before ahead, Dak I mean, they did it before Dak got his contract. Yeah, so so now the Cowboys are gonna have to pay out the it ass. Was, for it was, Dak, un, it was undeniable ahead, that he was gonna get his money. <clears throat> um Nick, it's the perfect comparison to to the Phillies. They they gave the money to say thank you, God, for getting this monkey off our back of getting the Super Bowl. But Jimmy, it's yeah, they need to blow up the team, but the Patriots are all centralized around which two people? This isn't the great cheesecake debacle of 2019. Which two guys? Belichick and Brady. Thank you. So, did our, you say cheesecake? I did. So, are Doug and Wentz it? Because you're blowing up the team around the two centralized characters. When, and you, and when you keep you keep yeah. Lane, you keep Brooks, who's out, and we're not like he's, he's out with anxiety. Like it's a real thing. Do not your thing, do, bro. Like do your thing. Get together. We I, support you. Yep, we're absolutely, behind you. Absolutely. I deal with it. Like the fact that we all deal with it, uh, and it looks like he's going to be back. <clears throat> all good. Uh, you do you. So you have. But we can name all the centralized guys. But it's Doug and Wentz. Is that it? Like, like is that? Are, is that where? Like, you well, have I mean, to blow up everyone else and and start anew. Like, is that it? Like, they've also I, just. I, 
Go ahead, Dirk. Because of Carson Wentz, they, the trades that they did there, they, they didn't have a lot of draft picks, so they had to draft well, and they didn't. So I feel like they put themselves in a spot where they just had to sign guys to fill in spots they thought were going to work out that didn't. And now what? I mean, I, coming up in this draft, you've got a lot of good picks. You have a first, a second. You have two-thirds, three-fourths, and two-fifths in this coming draft. You cannot bang, blow bang, this draft. Stats, stats, bang, stats. I can't, uh, I can't remember where I heard it, where I read it, and I apologize to whoever said it. Um, the Seahawks are like the example yes, yes, of, go. of blowing it up. Like yeah. they, you know, the, the Legion of Boom won them that won them that Super Bowl, and then they were kind of not good for a little bit. And it it wasn't until they broke up the Legion of Boom, got rid of you know Richard Sherman, got rid of you know uh, you know but all you the remember- older players, and then then once those players were gone, right then and there, it was Russ's team. No, but re- be be so- real about because it's even more similar than that. And like th- th- this is facts. Like you can look it up. This isn't me speaking out of turn and and like crossing a line. The locker room, like the similarities, are really really like freakishly like like clear uh the seattle seahawks they had the legion of boom and then things got really weird where like seahawks players were saying like weren't behind their quarterback saying things like russ isn't black enough like that's not me like crossing on like that like that's it so they weren't behind their quarterback so it's kind of like not that carson isn't black enough but what i'm saying is they weren't behind their quarterback there were things getting leaked out and and being like we're not behind this quarterback like the kind of the josina anderson type of thing and the seahawks like broke up this Super Bowl winning team, a team that got to the Super Bowl twice, should have won if they gave the ball to Marshawn, should have won twice, and now look where they're at now. Russell Wilson won. He's not the MVP. Lamar Jackson is, but he is a second behind the MVP. Everyone in Philadelphia says that because we want to act like we just lost the MVP quarterback. Like, get over it, Philly. He's not. It's Lamar Jackson, but he's damn good, and he's second in the MVP. But, like, it is freakishly similar. So, Jimmy, going back into your great question. Well, wait, we, uh, we had breaking news there, which is... Um, Carson Wentz, not black. Nope, oh, there we go. So that's good breaking news. But it's it's extremely similar where we had Shit. this. We had this. We won. We I say we far too often. Jimmy, you were great last week saying that we don't suit up. I don't suit up. Um, the Eagles had this very similar situation where it's like they're this. This locker room is toxic. There's things against the quarterback. And this happened in Seattle. So, yes, there needs to be a little bomb thrown in the locker room. Get rid of players. But how? Alshon's locked in with a terrible contract. And he's a fucking rat. Jeff McClain wrote this article about how Carson Wentz bought tickets for everyone to come down to his house i think in houston this was written on the inquirer i think he writes for the inquirer on saturday and every uh, i don't think the inquirer exists anymore uh, what is it jeff mcclain writes for the inquirer right right i don't know yeah he writes for the all inquirer. right so he wrote it it came out on saturday okay. he wrote for the inquirer on saturday and every skill position player showed up on carson's dime this offseason and the only other player the only other player that didn't show up was Alshon Jeffrey. Like, there's just too much smoke. Is any of this true? Did he dime out to Josina Anderson? We don't know. Did he not show up? We don't know. But there's too much smoke. He needs to go, but we don't know if he can because of this horrible contract. Yeah, but do we know? I mean, I, I know. I, but that seems to be a big leap from going a guy didn't go down to hang out at 
the quarterback's house to he hates the quarterback. I mean, maybe he had the Josina pri- Anderson incident, not going down to the quarterback's house, not suiting up this week when he was possibly cleared to play. It's just, I know I'm not trying to be a, a conspiracy theorist. Like it's just too much smoke. But then, yeah, I mean, to, to take the other side, you know, you see the, just, uh, the Sixers playoffs last year, you got Carson and Alshon sitting courtside together um yeah yeah i mean so like we don't know what's going on in the locker room we'll never know probably but but you know know i don't want to believe i don't don't want to believe that there's an issue there with with alshon and carson i mean the rat thing obviously it makes it feel like there's an issue with carson and alshon but but you know what it does you know what it does with all this losing with all these reports it creates the story and whether they wanted to or not they hear it and it makes it it makes it not true. It makes it some form of a reality. Exactly. Winning makes this all go yep, away. That's a hundred percent it. But when you're losing, all this stuff just, just becomes it festers, it compounds, mm-hmm. it it you know festers. It yep. Festers. And I mean, y'all know me. I mean, I, I'm brushing this off you're pretty much this. all the time. But with with Alshon not playing on Sunday. Nick, what's it like with that amount of sunshine up your ass all the yeah, time? Yeah, what is that? I got sunshine on a cloudy day. I mean, when it's cold outside. That's all I got. I don't know right. where's the words. Um, no, I, yes, I'm, yes, I'm, a, I'm an optimist. I always, I, I always will be. I mean, you're gonna keep hearing it from me for the rest of the That's night. That's the only way you could still be a diehard Flyers fan at this point. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, <laughs> I, 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 have, I, I got nothing for that. I mean, it, it's true. I mean, I, I, I've been a Flyers fan my entire life. I've seen nothing. Uh. We'll stop talking about the Flyers. What other than a couple of years in the what was that 2010? And I, I, I get big, my I get my like, two minutes later. Other than other than the late 90s, the, the 2010 team that uh that, went, that uh, went to the cup. Well, that well that and that comeback against was Bruins. Yeah, we were down we were down three games to none. I went to game four for uh Do you have any sixteen dollars. Sixteen dollars. I, I went to game four. Really? We won in overtime. I, I did. My favorite player of all time. Simone Gagne scored a goal, and we won that series four to three. Do you have any old spins? And uh, ended up in the Stanley Cup with a lighter. Never and uh, this, you know they're letting me go, so I'm gonna go. It was a great year. Great Just a rubber band to get my But yeah, I'm I'm forever the optimist. If you want, you and can uh, maybe that's why we brought Dirty Mike in because I'm too optimistic, and we needed a Nagadelfi. Yeah, ready. Uh, so, so Dirty, we brought you in, and uh, so let get, can you give us your uh, uncensored take on the Eagles? And we want more, real, more specifically, uncut, uncensored, Dirty Mike. More specifically, uh, Carson Wentz, because all right. So, uh, full disclosure, I've known Dirty Mike for a while. We've watched a lot of Eagles games together, and I always tell him that. Um, it's really tough to watch an Eagles game with him because <laughs> boy, oh boy, I will stomp and bleed and cry and bitch. I, I am probably one of the most emotional sports watchers that there is. Bring and I wear my heart on my sleeve when I watch these games and I get pissed and I say stupid shit and I post things on Facebook that come back and bite me and I'm just an idiot. When it comes to Wentz, I really don't hate Carson Wentz. I really don't. But. 
there's you look around the league and you see some of these players like like the Wilsons and the you know I'm not going to go Brady and Rogers because no one's those guys but you know like even the Staffords and the Matt Ryans like those guys are really good quarterbacks and some of them aren't in the best systems but they still perform year after year good numbers I just don't think that Wentz is that guy. I don't see that killer instinct. I don't see that it factor in him. I think he's a good player with a huge ceiling, but I don't know if he's ever going to reach it. You think he sucks. Come on. I don't think he sucks. You think he's Stafford. You think he's Matt Ryan. You think he's that guy that, you know, he'll have that game where he he throws for 300 yards, five touchdowns, but he's never going to get over the hump. That, 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 listen, that, to, listen to Nick. He just can't help the optimist in himself. <laughs> he just can't. Like he just can't help. It. Like you think he's gonna have eight hundred yards that and game, ten touchdowns? No, no, no. Yeah, mean, yeah, that game this year was the Packers. I, I, when I was watching that Packers game. The whole game, I kept going, "Holy shit, Wentz is fucking." awesome he did everything he was supposed to do to beat a really good team on the road and i was like all right maybe this is it like this is what he needs since 2017 he really hadn't had a game like that where he led them down all the way at the end and they came back and they won it was awesome and then you're just seeing what's going on now and i'm like fuck should we have kept false <laughs> you know and like i don't want to be that cheese eating fucking maniac but at the same time like i don't know i don't know what this guy is I don't know what he is, and it's driving me crazy. You are a cheese-eating maniac. I love you, cheese. You are so absolutely mozzarella gouda. I've seen you snore a lot of cheese. No, I like it. I like it out. I like a nice Havart. Ooh, Havart. Uh, 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 who? Char Tuesdays. All right, I uh, you you need you need to admit, and and I will give you a good take of yours that I was on the wrong end of, but you need to give us your your bad take on an NFL quarterback, and I and I will then back you up with a, a good sports take of yours. What was your bad NFL quarterback take that you had very recently? It came okay. up on Time Hop, literally. Yesterday. I, um, I, would, I don't even want that. That, that. That's fine because a lot of people were wrong about him. I want yours of uh, the Midwest region, a quarterback oh. you thought who you you really thought was going to win a Super Bowl. You All said right. it. Was. So I may or may not <laughs> have said that one Mitchell Trubisky <laughs> would win a Super Bowl. Oh, okay. Did you, did you guys? Here, and here's why to my stupid defense, right? So he's got that Eli Manning, like, weird luck factor where the dude just tosses up balls and someone comes down with them. And, like, that's where I saw him going at his ceiling. It was like uh, an Eli Manning. Just admit your love for I do. Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah, I, just wish I mean, he wasn't maybe, so maybe you don't love him anymore, but. All right. You're, you're and, that, uh, <laughs> did you guys did you guys see the stat on, on the, you know, on the Twitter? <laughs> About about Mitchell Trubisky, I, I, I'm, you know I'm not where sure he ranks among quarterbacks. No, I can't. Like uh, 34th? I, I don't remember exactly which stats they are. It was like you know, you know, yards per pass attempt, blah blah blah. But some of his stats out of quarterbacks were ranked like 33rd and 34th. And there's 32 I mean, he's, teams. Yeah, there's he's 32 below. teams, and he <laughs> he's back in college playing on the NFL league. <laughs> he's officially at North he's, Carolina. He's ranked below backups. <laughs> that, so, all right, so so that was, that takes a very brave man to say that. However, with, with that being said, I, I said that I would give you a good take of yours. Uh, it's not it's not Eagles, but you were you were the first one from the get go to say that Markel Fultz would be a bust, and we were all saying and hoping and praying that we uh, we we wanted to to him to be this thing. And uh, you you said from from game one that this kid was not it. So so we'll we'll take a good take with a bad take. And uh, so we spent a lot of time talking about the Eagles. Will they run the table? Um, 
All right, let's do let's do two questions. One, are they going to beat uh, Miami Dolphins? Nick, yes or no? Oh yeah. I'm going to say yes too. Dirty. Hundred percent. Jimmy. Yeah. All right. Second question. Ooh. Last question. Are they going to run the table, Nick? I'm gonna give you a hard. Yeah, they're gonna do it. They're gonna fucking do it. No uh, optimistic shit. It's fucking insane. They are gonna lose to Dallas. Hundred percent. No, they're not going to run the team. All right. Uh, that is a good long segment on the Eagles, and we will be right back with a new little segment that we have for you for the upcoming week ahead. Mm. Hashtag Exciting, run the table. Man. Exciting. And uh, welcome back to the Rocky uh, Balboa Cheesesteak um, Hour. <laughs> and um, during the break, we just took a little uh, throat tickle of a uh, blackberry brandy. <laughs> so we are ready for the second half, my friends. And uh, if I may say, happy Thanksgiving to you all here at the uh, Rock Iron Rock <laughs> Cheesesteak Fun Hour. Well, um, I, what I like uh, most about Thanksgiving is the tradition, uh, we, we, we call it hanging the kielbasas on the Christmas tree. We, uh, we set up the Christmas tree, uh, we cook a little kielbasas, and then we hang them on the tree, and we call it bobbin for kielbasas. All right, all right. Thank you so. That's a great. That's a great South Philly tradition. Uh, everybody, uh, thank you, Sal. Uh, does, does anyone it, do it, that? It is. It is Thanksgiving week, and this is uh, a segment we're going to do uh, for this week. Again, me being redundant as I do every week. This week, we're going to have a segment right now uh, about Thanksgiving, and the first part of this segment is what are we thankful for in Philadelphia sports. And uh, at this current state and time, that's a little difficult. But you know what? Is there anybody better in the room at this current moment to throw it to other than optimistic Nick? Mm. Nick, please give it to us. What are you thankful for mm. in Philadelphia sports? Please, we need you. We need you. This is this is it. There's nothing better than you right now to to get us through the the best the best holiday in celebrating slaughter and and just absolutely demoralizing a group of human beings that were here before us <laughs> than you. So Nick Take that's it the, away. That's the great American tradition. That, I mean, it? nothing speaks more American than sitting down with the people next to you and while si while simultaneously giving them smallpox. While, while while simultaneously giving them food, smallpox, and slitting their throats and just raping their women and children, shredding scalps. Oh wait, you guys were here. Uh, nah, this no, is no. ours. Here, now. take this turkey and gravy, and mm -hmm. uh, we're gonna little... take your wives and murder everyone around you. Here's Nick, a, here's a maze and a battle axe. Nick, what are you thankful for in Philadelphia sports? Well, uh, I I have an issue. I mean, 
Optimistic Nick has an issue. Jesus fucking Christ. Like, well, uh, but the, the, <laughs> am, I, am I allowed to, to be thankful yeah. for, yes, for yes. my boys? Yes, you are. It's, I, it's Thanksgiving. Well, typically, I'm only allowed to have two minutes. It's Thanksgiving. Go I, ahead. So oh. I can... Oh. I can uh, I can talk about my boys. Yes, it's Thanksgiving. Alright, well, guess guess what, guys? Dirty, dirty. What do you think I'm thankful for? You are thankful that the Flyers have. I'm thankful for the Flyers. A baby. couple participation. Points. I am thankful right. for the oh, Philadelphia. Okay. Jimmy, shut the fuck up. Jesus, this is my time. Mm-hmm. Can you stop yelling? Mm-hmm. Was I clipping? Uh, a little bit clipped. I'm going to stop clipping. I am thankful for the Philadelphia Flyers. And I don't want to say too much because I do have something nice planned for my uh, my two-minute peak. Philadelphia. Probably. Philadelphia. But Jeez. I am thankful for the Philadelphia Flyers. God, they give me hope. The Eagles. I, I do have the hope for the Eagles. You know, we've already been over that. <laughs> I do. Carson Wentz. Love you. Oh, love boy. You. Somebody, somebody tell him. But the Flyers. The flyers just are good, and it just makes me all warm and head. fuzzy inside. Come here. And you know, I'm gonna, you know, I'm, I'm gonna hit all four teams. We, are, I've already talked about the Eagles. Everybody's got my stance on the Eagles. The Flyers are fucking good. They're good, and they're here to stay. I'm gonna move on to the Philadelphia Phillies. Spend the that hoe. money. <laughs> Spend that money, John. Spend it. I got plenty of that. <laughs> I'm optimistic that we're gonna get. Garrett Cole, I'm still optimistic. Who no. the hell is Garrett Cole? Here you comes, here comes pessimistic dirty to tell you that's not gonna happen. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go on a little, little story here. In 2016, my first son was born. I named him Nolan. Nolan George Perry. After he was born, the Philadelphia Flyers got the second overall pick in the draft. They drafted none other than Nolan Patrick. I mean, my you could wife, say he was born for Nolan Ryan. Hey, shut Ryan. the fuck up. This is my time. <laughs> Jesus, God. This year, it's, in July. It sounds like the Pilgrims versus the Indians. Right my now. second. <laughs> hey, guys. My second son was born. I named him Garrett. I spelled it G-E-R-R-I-T. It had nothing to do with Garrett Cole. Garrett Anderson? But Garrett Cole's a free agent. It is written. It is done. You're welcome, Philadelphia. Garrett Cole is coming here. And finally, the Philadelphia 76ers. Thank you. I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for you, Joel Embiid. I don't get zero points last night. I don't care. Joel, I do. Do you, brother? I love you. Ben, I love you. J. Rich Horford. The 76ers are electric, and I love them. I'm thankful for all four teams, guys. Uh, I'll go next. Well, that's the most optimistic Thanksgiving just. You wanted me to be optimistic? Uh, you were, yep, you, you were it. Plus and signs me, are coming out of his ears right I now. I gave you the optimism. <laughs> All right, uh, Jib, uh, this is Thanksgiving dinner. We pass the turkey over to you. And uh, before oh, yeah, we the traditional passing of the turkey. Um, I'm thankful for the sweet release of death. Um, 
<laughs> because then we will not have to deal with uh, the the abomination that is uh, and 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 rough slog that is being a Philadelphia sports fan. Um, I just I, I I'll leave you with all of that on this Thanksgiving week. Um, one day you will be dead. <laughs> And at that point, um, you will not have to worry about it anymore. Um, it will be, you, you, you will be relieved of your burden. So I am thankful for the long sleep, as they call it. My God. Okay. And with that. With that dirty, what are you? I mean, Jesus Christ, we, we got a we had, for, uh, no, Super Bowl no, recently. No, I mean, no. Oh, stop with that! Stop with the, the, the Super Bowl recently. Yeah, we're not, we're not going to go there. My goodness! If we're talking current day or right now, Philadelphia no, situation, day. I am thankful for probably not much. I am uh, thankful that the Eagles have a simpleton schedule to end the year, so where they will barely crawl into the playoffs, potentially win one game. Probably won't happen and then just get smoked out and we'll have a miserable offseason. We are currently with the Phillies right now praying to land Zach Wheeler so that we no longer have to see Nick Pavetta. So that's kind of where we are there. We have zero bullpen. We don't have anyone there to rely on. Back off Pavetta. Um, Flyers, I literally couldn't name you two players, so I'm not too thankful about those guys. Uh, and then we have the Sixers to which uh, Embiid played 30 minutes last night. And uh, threw up a goose egg, which uh, he was in competition with Ben Simmons' one-point game from last season. So those two gentlemen played two games, combined 60 minutes, and had one point. Um, uh, you guys are too young to remember, but uh, there was one time when Wilt the Stilt Chamberlain... It's not even Sal's turn. He put up a 1,000 points no. in one NBA game. No, no. One thousand. No, what? What? No, no. It was one hundred. Yeah. And 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 with that being that. said, I think there's one person in this room who can say that. What city was that one hundred point game in? Hershey, Pennsylvania. Well done, Dirty. Well ding, done. Ding, 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 could, could either of you, Jimmy or Nick, have said that? Uh, yes. Okay. I, I, well I done. did. I no, I didn't know that. Absolutely not. Yeah, uh, I didn't okay. know that. That's why Dirty's here. That's why Dirty's here. Dirty, do you have anything else to be thankful for before you slaughter Indians? Um, no. I'd like to see if I can just touch on the Sixers a little bit here, just on on what I'm thankful before, for. Before you, uh, time, as long as you're thankful yours, for baby. it, as long as you're thankful for it, I am. I I am thankful for the Sixers because they're giving me a glimpse of hope into what has been an otherwise shitful Philadelphia year. Um. I think that, you know, if as long as they can can do what they're supposed to do and not rely on gentlemen like Tobias Harris to lead them, I think that oh. they will be uh, <laughs> the biggest hater of Tobias Harris. Go ahead. I had to slide that in there. I think that I, the Sixers have a glimpse of hope. They, they just have to st- come out and, and show that killer attitude in games, which which they have not done. Hence, Denver loss. Hence. Uh, that uh, Toronto loss just, from last night. You they, just glance over the Heat game. Go ahead. The, the Heat game was fantastic, but they 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 need to to finish games. And last night you just you could feel that loss coming. I, I'm assuming we're going to touch on the Sixers a little later, so I'm not going to dive in too hard. But I am thankful that what Philadelphia 76ers 
are going to hopefully lead us to a title. Okay, and uh, and and you know, being the fourth, and and you you took mine. I am thankful for, as I said, across from an Indian before, I'm going to murder his family and take over his land. Uh, I am thankful for the Sixers. Uh, I think the Eagles are not going to make the playoffs. I think the Flyers are going to participate their way right into the playoffs, and I will watch them from a distance and let Nick tell me what to believe in and give me false up that they're going to make a run. Uh, I think the Phillies will uh, bully their way into signing free agents because Middleton is just a psychopath maniac. Um, the Sixers are a real deal team. It's early. It's November. Let's figure out what they are by Christmas and see what they do afterwards. But they're a real team. They're not a complete team. And Elton Brand does not sit on his hands and he will figure out what needs to be done and will get the necessary players to be a complete team afterwards. They have people in the G League, Mariel Shayok. That, Shayok, does, not, that does not mean he is the savior of the team. The team that needs to be complete is the starting five, and that will be it. And I am thankful for the starting five, even though that they are not producing as a starting five that is necessary to win. It is incomplete as of yet, but they're there. Are you including Furkan in that uh, starting no, five? No, fuck Furkan. Furkan is, is part of the, the Native Americans that will be slaughtered on the land that keeps moving west until they hit the water and that they are no more until they are just casinos. And that's it. Uh, that's what I am thankful for. Pass the turkey, pass the stuffing, and that's it. So that's what we are thankful for. Can so I, that can I be th- thankful for one more thing? <sighs> Nick, Ooh. Jesus. It's Squires related. Oh, then sure. You are no, way no, too no, please, please. No, no. I, I'm thankful for the Flyers hiring babes to be there to be there. Uh, you know, what's Ooh, the, what can are, we talk? What Katie, are their jobs? Like, can we, yo, can we talk? Can we give Katie Emmer a shout, a shout out right now? Yeah, that's what I'm getting at. Right. Katie, Katie Emmer, Katie Emmer, Taryn Hatcher, and Nick. Uh, what was her name? Andrea Hofrich. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, Hofrich. Shout out, Snotty. Dude, we have some babes on the fires, and I'm thankful for that. I love you girls. Okay, way too much fires. We are moving on to the second part of our Thanksgiving segment. Go Flyers. Why are the... We've hit on one town that is just deplorable in the great country of ours. Politics aside, where we stand as a country, this is a great country. There's some deplorable cities with Buffalo and with Cleveland. But there is just one city that is just fucking... No, 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 no. Wilmington? What do you mean no, no, no? Go no, ahead. I disagree with this. Uh, my point was that I'm tired of watching the Lions play on um, on Thanksgiving. Why do... I, I, this is what I want the NFL to do. I want the NFL to just put, like, really good games on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Why do we have to have the same teams? Like it, it goes back to there. There's such a there's such a we're at a point where our generation and the generation before us are warring, um, and it's because there's a there's there's we are I feel like we're not as tied to tradition as the previous generation was, and I, I no I, what I, all right I think that Detroit is a great city. It was a city that was the Motor City in the nineteen like tens and twenties. Sure. sure, yeah, but they're trying to reinvent themselves. They were the victim of a changing time in America. We moved away from manufacturing, and now you know we're we're a different economy now. So I don't want to talk bad about Detroit, but for our many Detroit listeners, sure, I apologize. Whatever, I'm just saying. 
<laughs> what I would like is for is for the NFL to look at Thanksgiving more as a way everybody's watching, everybody's off. Mm-hmm. Put put really good games on that day. Showcase instead, showcase the interesting teams. Yeah. Instead of you have to have that. We have to watch Dallas every year. We have to watch the Lions every year. And they took a step forward with that, right? So in what in 06, they added the night game, which is which is nice. But the problem with the night game is everybody on Thanksgiving is so full and shit face hammered that no one cares about that night game. So I'm with Jub 100. percent I say find out what's in the schedule, make it work, or you have a whole year to plan it out. Like this, this whole Detroit Thanksgiving. Theory is is just awful. No, yeah, and uh, what I'm saying is, uh, I and I and you may agree or disagree with me. Is I think they should change the format of the thanks away from tradition that the Cowboys and the Lions have to play, and just put really good games on Thanksgiving. Think of the quarterbacks that we have had to watch over the years on Detroit on Thanksgiving. Go ahead, Dirk. Sean Hill, Dante Culpepper. <gasps> John Kitna, Joey Harrington, Dan Orlovsky. Tons of them have been Eagles quarterbacks, by the way. Mike McMahon, Ty Detmer, Frank Reich, Rodney Pete, Jeff uh, don't, Garcia. Don't, 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 don't talk bad about Frank Reich, man. He's the guy that brought the Mark, Mark Sanchez? Oh, Sanchez. No, he was never there. Charlie Batch, Scott yeah, Mitchell. Yes, he was. He played. He, he actually, we beat the Dallas Cowboys on Thanksgiving. Yes, with we Mark did. Sanchez yeah, yeah, yeah. As Absolutely. We're talking we about Lions, I was talking about just Lions QBs. I actually think. I don't think Mark Sanchez oh, oh, my bad, my bad, my bad. So, like, lo, lo, the Lions since two thousand are six and thirteen on Thanksgiving, and two of those wins are from Matt Stafford. And thank God for Matt Stafford because I actually really like Matt Stafford. At least he's been interesting on oh, Thanksgiving. He's a bro. I mean, he's a bro. Like at least he, at least he, like passes. Like at least there's offense to watch when you watch Matt Stafford. Whereas, like for like when growing up watching Detroit, it was even, a disaster. I don't even think anybody in Detroit likes Matt Stafford as yeah, much. Yeah, like Mike what are you does. talking about? It was it like was him? it was Megatron. Like it was Matt Stafford throwing out to Megatron. It was a huge arm throwing to Megatron. Yeah, I mean he's got a huge like, arm. Stop he's a, with he's this Matt Stafford love. What are you like? I don't love him. He's dirty, just a, he's a bro. He's a good dude. You get. <sighs> I like him. There's Optimus Nick. Like, get out of here with that. That's not optimistic. He's just a bro. I mean, that's not optimism. It's just, just How about the Eagles when they played uh, Detroit on Thanksgiving four years ago and, and got, got fucking got walloped yeah. 45 to 14? Uh, that was that fun game. I, it's a, a small thing that nobody cares about. Like, I, I worked at a, a restaurant for nine years where we worked on Thanksgiving. Friendlies? It was my first Thanksgiving. No, it was at a country club. It was at my. It was my first Thanksgiving, like, not working. McDonald's. And I was so excited for it. And that was the Thanksgiving where the, I was like, oh my God, I get to watch the Eagles. I was so excited. <laughs> and it was when the Eagles just got bent over, pants ripped, and just like absolutely mutilated. Which by is the funny Lions. because the year before that, we took it to Dallas the same way. So we were all fired up the next year going into Detroit. We're like, another Thanksgiving game. The NFL loves us. No, we got ass raped. Uh, Calvin Johnson had three touchdowns on uh, Eric Rowe, I'm pretty sure. Who was a Eric rookie? Grow. Do you remember that? He was a rookie. They threw him in the game at the time, and then just stuck him on Megatron in single coverage the whole game, <laughs> and we just got murdered. But uh, the like, Eric Rowe that went to New England and won a Super Bowl, like, yeah. that guy. Yeah. Hey, hey, Eric. Here's your uh, your responsibility this week. Oh, sure, Coach. What is it? Uh, do you know Megatron? No, you gotta be shitting me. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Just just take him one on one. You got him. <laughs> like, are you fucking get the fuck out of here? Like, what what are you talking about? Like. 
The, the Detroit Thanksgiving, it just, it just it has to stop. It, can it has I, to go. Can away. I present? I'm just saying, put good games on Thanksgiving. Can NFL, I, look at the schedule. Put premier matchups on Thanksgiving. They, yes. have, they have three games. Like that's their tradition. They do actually have better games, but like, why the Lions? Then, why is that your well, that's their tradition? Here, can I present they a do. solution? They have better games. It's just the Lions. The Forty Niners are playing the Ravens this weekend, and we're watching Dallas and the fucking Bills. Yes. 49ers Ravens on Thanksgiving. Yeah, Give whoa. me that. That's what I'm saying. I'd like to, I, tradition. I would like to present a solution. All right, you have a mic. Make it present. four. Make it four games on Thanksgiving. Yeah, they're not going to do that. They're not going to. Listen, do that. this is this is this is sound logic here. We'll present. Make it four games on Thanksgiving. Send the Lions and the Jaguars over to London. And, and never and come back. And then we have a 9 a.m. game. <laughs> as long as it's 9 a.m. Lions. As long as we that... sleep through it. As long as that game does not fall on the national dog show, which I am tuned into every Thanksgiving. Well, yeah, time. but they're not going to send it. You, you don't want to watch the Lions. They're not so. going to send a team to London on an American holiday. So yes, that, they are. Okay, all right. Well, this is they celebrate Thanksgiving in London. All right, I think I think we've hit this this Lions Thanksgiving enough. And we, for a fact, they we, do. We now we're going to head to our last segment of the Thanksgiving holiday, and let's get to the uh, the fun part. Let's talk about food. Our favorite or least favorite food topics Ooh. or food parts of Thanksgiving. Ooh. Is anybody really like, I love this food, I need this food, or fuck this Thanksgiving food? Does anyone have a strong take? Is anyone like, I, I need to have it, I hate this, or just anything or anything in between? I think, I think the strongest take that I have, and I guess it's a pretty strong take, is that turkey is super overrated. Whoa! So dry. That's, that's what everybody says. That's so, so dry. I could not that's disagree cliche. more. And it's, and it's nationally known that it just makes you exhausted. Like, it's the opposite of drinking coffee. Why, why do we do that? It's a no. It's a gamey no, bird. No, it's a gamey no, no, bird. No. It's it's dry. So, so 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 let me get this. You you like you like ham over turkey, don't you? Mm-hmm. You're a you're a fucking idiot. Psychopath. You're, you're a fucking idiot. Psychopath. You you need a you need I think a, we need to do. I, you I, need I, a bat over the back of your head. In That's my what you head, need. I, I like think, a good ham steak. You know, I, I, I thought a ham that, steak. You two are meant for each other. You a fuck. ham steak. Get I got a, I got a strong take on Thanksgiving foods. Go if, go. If you like cranberries, fuck. Off. No, I agree with that. No, what? no, Cran- cranberries at the bottom of my mouth. That is lower yeah. tier oh, so bullshit. You, so you you don't like turkey, but you like the cranberries? Yes. Yeah. No. You, you know what? No. And I know and something. Just, and not just. I know something about Jimmy. I know something about Jimmy. Go. Go. Jimmy likes the canned shit. I like the canned cran. Uh, no, oh my he god. Likes that canned shit. It's taking all I can out of me not to power bomb you through this table. Like you, you god, are I'll just. Watch. I don't know why I knew that about you, but I did know that I about you. It comes the, out in the shape of the can and it. Wiggles. It doesn't make sense. I I do I dig like homemade cranberry sauce. I dig it. I dig it. Let me guess. Let me guess something. You also like stuffing. Oh yeah. How do you? Oh, like you stuff. have the worst Thanksgiving taste of all time. <laughs> you are a fucking no, heathen. Wait a second. Yeah, I, see, I love some stuffing. Heathen. I'm not gonna lie. You're talking about stuffing. Stuffing is my least favorite. Oh, I what? love my, that shit. No, I also have cranberry. Cranberry so stuffing are one or two. You're getting box stuffing then, right? No, no, I'm getting homemade stuffing. I'm like, no, you're not. Oh my no, god. You're not. Pass, oh, I'm in. Pass. If you're pass. Yeah. Pass, pass. You, if you're passing, I'm like, I'm like, you haven't had my mother's stuffing. I'm, I'm, like, Molly. I'm like Doug Peterson. I'm like Doug Peterson down seven in the first quarter. Pass, 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 pass. <laughs> <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Like, like I'm just like, like Doug. I'm, I'm beside myself here. 
I mean, my mother, Saint Holly, who makes great food. She makes the best food. She makes the stuffing mm-hmm. with with the sausage. Mm, sure. And the, yeah. And the, and the you know the the, the, the nice sure, the yeah. nice bread. <laughs> I mean that's it. I, I, if it was in front of me, I'd stick I my mean, face in it. Oh my god. <laughs> stuffing. I mean, I don't know what else she puts in it, but it's my fucking amazing. Yeah. All right, here, I ask my like I literally just say, "Mom, just like right. just just make stuffing, put right. it in a here, Tupperware, and I'm gonna eat it for the next." Here, two here's weeks. here's where we stand. Jimmy by far has the worst palate of all Thanksgiving palates, yeah, can, can <laughs> and, and Dirty Mike's in second, which we all expected because this takes her absolute garbage <laughs> and what we need from tonight, like the ham steak, like go. Blow me like lick ass to balls. Throw it in the oven just for a few listen, minutes. Oh, listen, oh my you god, don't, you don't throw just, a ham steak in the minutes. oven. Just get that fat bubbling. <laughs> a ham steak you throw on the skillet and cook for like two minutes. It's already cooked. Tur- dark turkey meat mixed in <laughs> with the mashed potatoes and gravy with a little bit of corn in there. That's money. That's that's it. That's what you want. And then you get there. And listen, I want to say something that most people disagree with. Green bean casserole all day, yeah, every day. Yeah, that's good. I'm in. Um, you know what I really... Um, <laughs> I thought we locked him out. What I, what I really like on the uh, Thanksgiving smorgasbord is um, giblet pie. What the... Oh, f- oh. What is a giblet pie? I, I think what giblet is like is the innards. Oh. So you take whatever is left after you butcher the turkey... Anyway, it's brutal. Yeah, it's like the organs. You puree it in a what we got this uh, newfangled contraption called the ninja. What you? Put I, it. Have I, think ninja. You I have a ninja. I have a ninja. I get you. I think that's somewhat racist. Blends no, it. And then uh, what you do is you uh, you heat it up for just about two to three seconds. You slap it in a pie crust. And you uh, were the gi- and you eat it that way. It's called a giblet pie. Uh, my mother used to make it. Um, also, um, a little blackberry brain. All, right, all right, all right, all right. Okay, okay. All you right. know, I think. I- God damn it! All right, so cranberry is at also, the bottom of my to, list. Hey, hey, we used to go over to analytics. Oh, uh, analytics! Here we go oh, again. God. And uh, there's no way her numbers were right. By the way, no chance she really made stuffing either. She was right down the street. We all lived on the same street, and that's front and uh, half waters. Uh, and so we'd all pile into her house, and uh, we'd have a nice uh, Thanksgiving meal. Sal! Oh God, Patty! No, no, Sal! Patty! Sal, mm. get back here and help me with my bunions, Patty! I told you you couldn't come over to the podcasting place. I said you could maybe be around during the one that we did in the West Wildwoods, but now we're doing the real thing. What's damn, that? Damn it, Sal! What's that called? What's that podcast called? Squawking birds. All right, that's enough oh. between you two. Cranberry is the worst. My take is stuffing is overrated. That's insanity. Have yeah. you had my mom's? Have you had my mom's stuffing? Uh, I don't know. Okay, so so this is what's gonna happen. I'm gonna be knocking on your door at some random time on Thursday night. All right. I'm gonna come over with a plate of stuffing. All right. My mom makes the gravy. 
from right. from from the from the you know the the innards. Okay. You know she makes the good stuff. All right. And I'm coming over and I'm bringing it to you. And uh, next week we'll uh, we'll we'll recap because Matt, you are wrong. Okay. All right. Well, we found out from this this, this great debate that uh, Jimmy and Dirty Mike have the absolute worst palates for Thanksgiving. It is the one of my top kid? one of my top three favorite holidays. It is food and football. Um, it's just one of the best. It, not that this makes it the best holiday, but it does celebrate just Americans just slaughtering just another just like uh, race that was here beforehand, which is just like so American, like Christopher Columbus being like, uh, no, you weren't here, which is not Thanksgiving and just being like all American, just like we're just going to take over this race. We were here before you were and, and we're just going to completely so, ce- celebrate something that. something we're, we're thankful for. Yeah, it's just us as Americans be like, don't even worry about what happened afterwards. Like, but we're just gonna celebrate like Columbus Day, Thanksgiving. It's just like that's what we do. Like that, that's an American thing. Rose yeah. colored glasses. Rose colored glasses. <laughs> it's, it's just like, I, I it's, was, it's, uh, it's, it's 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 Nick to a T. Rose colored glasses. Don't yeah. worry about what happens afterwards, and that's it. So we're uh, we're going to um, well, wrap well, that up. That, in about, uh, I'm not ready to wrap it up. Well, we, we need to. So make it quick. Do we have to wrap it up, Jimmy? We, we have to wrap it up. All right. Uh, we'll get back to the, what I have to say next week. All right. So that was our Thanksgiving segment. Now we need to do a quick segment on the Sixers. And there's two games we need to talk about. One's great and one's pretty awful. Uh, as we yeah. as we talked about last week, it was a great game, which uh, two of us missed because of a wedding, but it was like the game. It was the Sixers at home against Miami Heat. Two of us really can't talk about it. We really couldn't watch much of it, but like it was the game of the year for the Sixers. And uh, we're going to rely a lot on Nick and a lot on Dirty for the Sixers against the Jimmy Butler-led Heat. And and guys, help us take it away because like we 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 couldn't watch it. Like I I did as much as I could. There was not a lot of cell reception. But my from my I, biggest takeaway was all right. So we got Josh Richardson basically as a sub for for Jimmy Butler in the offseason. They could not have had a more polar opposite game that night. So Butler. We were clearly in his head. They were booing every single time he touched the ball. They, they booed him, right? Like they, Every they, they, single time he touched the ball, they booed him out of the building. And it was clearly getting to him. He had this worst game statistically as a member of the Heat. Um, and Richardson had his the most points in his career against his old team. So, I mean, I don't know what that shows exactly, but Richardson and, played and, his best game and, and the Butler Sixers, played his worst. And the Sixers show what they can be overall as a team if everything clicks. Every starter was on point that whole night. They Defen- show what kind of team they can be defensively, offensively, against any everything. team if everything clicks. Their, ben- their bench It's not played just great. when everything clicks. It's like, it's when everybody's like... You know they had a, they had a reason to get fired up for that game. You know this was the first game against Jimmy. Like they were all fucking ready. He had a great record coming in. Like I was a little suspicious. Like I I didn't think we were gonna. I thought we would win, but not but not like that. So from beginning to end, the Sixers dominated that game. Like it was never even close. We shit on them that night. And Butler played terrible. Like I said, Richardson played great. Simmons played great. Furkan played great. Like they all, they, everybody played really well that night. You, you didn't have to add that in, yeah, but go ahead. I had, I had to I do know, it too. And then, uh, so, you know, you, you, you get on the high, right? And then you go into last night and you're like, this is a big game. You know, we, we came off the big playoff series last year. 
you went seven, Embiid cried when they lost. The whole thing. There's a lot of emotions in that game. Siakam dominated that game last night. He did. Oh, no, 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 no. We're, we're still in the heat. We're still in the heat. We're still in the heat. Okay. We're still in the heat. Sticking with the heat, Josh Richardson played 26 minutes. That's it. You know, typically he's in the 30s. Josh um, Richardson played 26 minutes. He made 11 of 15 field goals. Three pointers. He was six for seven with 32 points. Six for seven from three. I mean, that's what we've been looking for. Career Carl, high against your old team. All year. That's that what means we've been he can. For. Somebody just bang. Three, and and it, bang. Shows, it shows a guy that can handle big pressure moments because a lot of guys fold in spots like that. Jimmy Butler and Richardson didn't. So I thought I think it's a good sign going forward. And so as someone who didn't watch, here's what it is: the Heat's record, which is what the Sixers have not done, was against teams like yeah, they beat the Clippers, but it was without Kawhi and it was without PG. Like they beat up on really bad teams, which admittedly the Sixers have not done. Like they folded against teams that they they should have beat, they but they did not. The fucking Cavs. Exactly. Like they have not done it, and, and the, the Heat have. But they stepped up, and this is what I said last week. Like, what are they going to do against teams they need to beat? And we're going to get to the... To they the, beat the Cavs twice, the, Nick. You're but they, magic. They did not. They did not. They, they lost, lost, they the, lost Cavs the Cavs and the Magic. Exactly. Um, so so I, I asked last week, and or not asked, but like said, what, what are they going to do? So I guess I did ask. What are they going to do against the Heat and, and the Raptors? So they stepped up mightily and more so against the Heat, which is something they wanted to do against the player that they had and said, we're going to show up, we're going to whip it out, and did so like more so against the Heat. So, Nick, do you have anything else to add to that? It's okay if you don't. Like uh, you, you gave us great stats. Yeah, no. Okay, so so then they came up against the Raptors, and then that was last night. Um, I had a pretty busy night. We don't need to discuss what happened last night. That's just my own personal thing, and that, it was a great thing. Nothing, nothing to be too alarmed about. But I, we all we all watched it, and then I thought it was going to be a great game. The only thing that's worth mentioning is the end, and and really the overall of what we start out the show with is that Joel Embiid. Had zero points. He- but, but before we get to the to the zero point game, I would uh, I would like to do one of, my, one of my favorite things and uh, make an apology. Go ahead. Um, Dirty Mike was correct about what we, we beat the Cavaliers both times. Okay. I told you. Um, I <laughs> we beat them ninety eight ninety seven the first game. I th- I thought we lost. Uh, I apologize. I will, I, will, I, will, I will accept your apology. I will be at I the next that, Cavaliers Jerry. game in two Saturdays, by the <laughs> way. I, I, nice. I truly, for what it's worth. I appreciate that because uh, I was way off. All right. So, so that's a good apology. So last night, you could just feel that loss coming. And, and the Sixers had this weird thing going on this year where like when there's seven or eight minutes left in the fourth quarter, you can just start to feel the loss coming. So like the point for me last night when it happened, Josh Richardson gets fouled shooting a three-pointer last night. And, you know, it's in a, it's in a crucial part of the game where it's kind of close. And he misses all three free throws. After Joel Embiid, they were like, get your free throw. And he didn't get it. No. And then they cut immediately to Drake on the sideline, cracking up, laughing, running back and forth, pointing, pointing at the scoreboard. And like, it was just, that was right then and there where I'm like, they're going to lose this fucking game. And you felt it coming and they did. And then just the way Embiid played that whole game was just so nauseating. So not only did he shoot terribly from the field, he was fouling stupid. 
he was missing free throws. Like the, he, and the, he, he and barely the game, got to the line. Yep, and the game was without Lowry, and it was just you didn't have was, a Baca, and, right? and they didn't have a Baca. The game, the game was in their hands, and they never capitalized. And everything you're saying is true. And then they had the game in their hands, and Ben Simmons threw that pass to Toby that didn't go over the three defenders' hands, and then they had to play out of bounds that Toby threw up, and Ben just got the rebound and threw up with six seconds left. It was ugly. It's what the, the Sixers are doing in the fourth quarter. It's what I'm preaching. It's what people are freaking out about. It's November. Like, they're going to figure it out. Like, I'm taking the Nick optimistic route, saying this team has time. They're going to figure it out. So they win big against the Heat, which is a big competitor, which I really don't think they are. I think they're going to be a bottom-tier playoff team. The Raptors are not. They're, 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 they're going to be a top-tier playoff team. So there's plenty to see. Um, this is a quick sixer segment, uh, but this is a team to look out for because the Eagles will be, you know, they're probably going to win three games and we're going to get really hyped again. All right, so I'll watch. throw one last thing out here while Please we're do. on the Sixers. So we have uh, tomorrow night, we got the Kings, we got the Knicks on Friday, and we have the Pacers, who without Oladipo are 10 and 6, by the way. So out of those three games, we're, what, what are we doing? What's, our record? What's our record? What's our record after Saturday? I, I don't know where the record is now. I'll go. I'll go. I think they're eleven and five right now. Correct. I think they're ten and six. Uh, so will I'll they win? Go, will they win two or three? One or three? Oh, of three. What, I'll, what are we I'll doing? go. I'll go. You you say two or three. I'll I'll go. They go two and one. They'll like they'll win. They'll win two out of three. Job. What? All right. So he'll he'll go two of three. Jim or Nick. Three and zero. Three and zero. Okay. Optimistic Nick. Plus, All right. So let let's go to. Our last segment of the night, which is Nick's time to shine. And let me get. I got it. I got I got the time. All right. Nick, it is your time to shine. It is the Philadelphia Power Play. Sponsored by Pico. Nope, nope, nope. Nick, it is your time to shine. And whenever you are ready. Go ahead. I'm always ready, boys. You are ready to go. The power play starts now. This is excruciating. All right. Ladies and gentlemen. Whoops. For the next two minutes, I'm going to talk about the most exciting team in Philadelphia. It's not the 76ers. It's not the Eagles. It's certainly not the Phillies. It's your Philadelphia Flyers. The Philadelphia Flyers are exciting for the following reasons. The young core. Morgan Frost. Mm. Joel Farabee. Mm. Ivan Provorov is 22. Mm. The Flyers have the best two-way center in the sport in Sean Couturier. The Flyers have a young superstar named Travis Konechny. Excuse me. He's a superstar. If you don't know that, if you don't know who Travis Konechny is, look him the fuck up. The Flyers (laughs) are a team that have finally, finally found their goaltender. They have finally found him. Carter Hart. I heard that before. (laughs) 
And the Philadelphia Flyers have the best captain in the league. And you can't change my mind. He's the best captain in the league, Claude Giroux. Big Jimmy. Last week, in the two-minute Pico power play, I called out three players. I called out Kevin Hayes. He's played better. I called out JVR. He sucks. He's making a lot of money. He sucks. <laughs> and guess what? We have a coach that recognizes that. Our coach put him on the fourth line. JVR is playing on the fourth line like he's Zach fucking Ronaldo. And that's what he deserves right now because he's not playing well. And then we have Jake Voracek. Jake Voracek was put on Sean Couturier's line. I got my swagger back. And Jake, and Jake responded with two goals in the last two games. Last night with a huge game winner. He bombed a puck in the net to win the game against the Vancouver Canucks. And after the game, they asked Jake, what's different? What's different lately? Jake says, I got my swagger back. And And that's the end of the Philadelphia Power Play. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us this week for the Rocky Balboa Philadelphia Misery Hour. We hope you all have a great Thanksgiving week. The Rocky Balboa Cheesesteak Philadelphia. I got the swagger back, and I got the That's fuck it, folks. You That's attitude. It. I need to be That's successful. It. Cut it off. Dirty fuck Mike. you, fly or die. Dirty Mike, thank you for joining us. It was fuck great to have you. you, fly or die. Dirty Mike, I'd rather die. I'd rather die. Fly or die, rather die. Dirty Mike, it was great having you. I hope you all enjoy this episode. Have a great Thanksgiving. Enjoy your family. Let's go Sixers. Eagles, let's go. I don't know. Fuck you, Cataldi, your multi-year contract. Have a great Thanksgiving. Enjoy your family. Enjoy the episode. We will see you all next week.